Today is Palm Sunday. We, we started out there in the, uh, in the parish hall and we have our palms and we, we entered and there's some sort of joy at the beginning and celebration and, and we remember Jesus' own entry into Jerusalem which was the story we shared where the people were excited and they, they ripped palm branches off of the trees and the, and the grain leaves from the field by fields and they laid them at Jesus' feet and they waved them and they yelled, Hosanna in the highest. When we get to the end of our service, we'll be reading the Passion Story, the last days of Jesus where the crowds turn against him. And the same ones who had yelled Hosanna at the beginning of the week scream for his death at the end of the week. And I think it's for us, we sit there and we go, how could those people have done this to Jesus? But of course, we know something that they don't know. We know that Easter is coming. But if we put ourselves in their shoes, I think we can be a little more sympathetic to the position they felt themselves in. Because they expected something great from Jesus. He was going to be their deliverer. And they didn't understand that deliverance in terms of his death and resurrection. They were looking for him to kick out the oppressors. Because for most people... In the time of Jesus, life was unending difficulty. They were overtaxed, they were overworked, just to find uh, clothing and food and shelter day by day was an endless drudgery. They were worked hard in a way that none of us can understand. That, that life as a first century peasant in Palestine was more difficult than anything that most of us or even our grandparents or our grandparents' grandparents would have known. It was a life extremely difficult. And there was no sense that it would ever change. There wasn't upward mobility. There wasn't the opportunity to go to school and make something of yourself. If you were born to the farmer, you were going to be a farmer. If you were lucky, maybe you were born to a smith or a, or a worker. Like Jesus, his father was a, was a builder. So Jesus got to be a builder. But even still, that was massively hard work. And there wasn't ever going to change. And the people who ruled you treated you worse than their animals. You were expendable. You were just a labor unit. And that wasn't ever going to change. And they overtaxed you. And they overworked you. And you had no hope. Until Jesus comes. And Jesus promises that it's all going to change. The world's going to be turned upside down. You're not going to be the people at the bottom of the heap anymore. You are going to be heirs of the kingdom of God. The rulers. And then Jesus, your great deliverer, gets himself arrested. And there he is up on the stage with Pontius Pilate. Pilate deciding whether he's going to live or die. And surely you think... It was all just a false dream that you dared to hope. And again, your heart was broken because this Jesus surely is not going to be the deliverer you had hoped for. So why not put him to death? How dare he break our hearts this way? How dare he cause us to hope when we know that we should not? How dare he? 
So we cry out, crucify him, crucify him. And I think we experience this in our own lives. Today in this world, we live with seemingly intractable problems. And we are easily fed up and frustrated with the people who have promised to deliver us from these problems. And they go off to our capitals and nothing ever changes. And we give up. But the story of Easter that we know that those people did not know offers us an opportunity to hope, to tell ourselves that things can change, that the world we live in now, the difficulties we face, is not a permanent condition, that the evil that we see acting in our lives only has power that we are willing to give it. That's the meaning of Jesus' death and resurrection. That evil no longer has complete control over us. That evil no longer holds sway, is no longer the ruler of this world. The tenets are evil. But Jesus promised us that new tenets can come. And that almost alone, I think, among the world religions, Christianity offers an, an idea that we can affect change. That empowered and emboldened by the Holy Spirit, we can walk through this world and make a difference. That the evil can be stood up against. And though our mortal bodies may suffer, our eternal souls will not. And that God will continue to be with us and that we have nothing to be afraid of as we confront the difficulty and challenges of this world. And so if Easter teaches us anything, it's this. We should never give up hope. Resurrection didn't happen right away. It took three days, which is a relatively short period of time. But it also reminds us that the hope that we wish for may not be imminent. But it is coming. Martin Luther King said that the moral arc of the universe bends toward justice. And I believe that to be true, and I've seen it to be true in my own lifetime. But I know also that it only does that when we work in concert with God. That we hold on to hope. That we don't give up. And that we, if we, our leaders aren't people who can deliver on what they promise, then we find new ones. In fact, maybe we should be those leaders. Maybe we should step up and not wait for someone else to save us from ourselves like those ancient people in Jerusalem, but to stand up and start to make a difference on our own. That we have the power. Jesus has granted us the power to make the changes we want to see in the world. That's the, that's the crux of Christian faith. That it is ultimately a statement that we are people of hopefulness and that we will never give up. We are tenacious we are resolute. We are steadfast in our desire to see God's kingdom brought to this world through our actions. Amen.